0: All right. Welcome, Inner Fire. I've got with me today one of my favorite people in the world, Princess Heather Foster. Welcome, Heather.
1: Good morning.
0: Let me set the tone for you. We just got done with a seven-mile run. It was beautiful. And behind Heather, the sun has come up. There's a beautiful bay behind her, and there's some... Uh, there's some rowers out there getting some exercise there's a little bit of a breeze so you might you might hear some ambient noise because we are outside because it's so beautiful but just to tell you a little bit about Heather she is a client of mine and while I while this is not about uh, marketing for Inner Fire it um, it is about people and it's about um, endurance athletes and Heather is a, been a client for a couple of years she has uh, done some great things with half marathon she's gone on to a full marathon and she's actually finished a 50 miler this woman does not do anything half ass so welcome Heather so besides that beautiful introduction that I just <laughs> gave you why don't you tell us a little bit more about you uh, your personal life and maybe something that nobody really knows
1: okay well on a personal note as Brad said my nickname is princess so I am the ultimate girly girl and i would say that a fun little fact that people kind of find uh, amusing is that a couple years ago when i was about age 42 i decided that i wanted to tackle a half Ironman, and i had never done a sprint before nor had i rode a bike or could i swim so i decided at about age 42 that i was going to learn how to Swim, ride a bike, and I was going to jump in and do a half Ironman. So a lot of people find that uh, a little bit uh, entertaining.
0: <laughs> right, right. And then she you conquered the first seventy point three duathlon.
1: Yes, I did.
0: That was in Miami.
1: Yeah, it was in Miami. Um,
0: and
1: and I placed second in my age group. Woo-hoo! Woohoo And I found that I am a duathlete more than a triathlete, uh,
0: which is fine.
1: So, mad props out to all those fabulous triathletes out there.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's a crazy crazy thing, you know. And uh, but definitely, duathlon is an endurance sport, and uh, it's you know there's no disrespect of the duathlon versus the triathlon. Just a different motivation. because you got to run and then get on the bike and then run again. Yes. So, in some ways, it could even be harder. So, I, I give you mad props for that. Thank you. Were you involved in sports growing up?
1: No. Well, yes and no. Uh, I say no because when I think of sports, I think of football, basketball, those kind of things. But I was a cheerleader my freshman year in high school. And once again, um, <laughs> I did not know how to do cartwheels, nor did I know how to do the splits. But somehow I made it onto the freshman team for cheerleading and found that to be fun, but also discovered that um, I was missing out on a lot of other uh, fun social activities (laughs) when I was busy uh, going to cheer practice. So I did that for my freshman year, and after that, um, I decided to step away from cheerleading.
0: Uh, Okay, so (laughs) not that this is about me, but just to give the audience a little bit, I was a college cheerleader uh, and I know what she's talking about and it's a sport it's Uh, definitely a sport so uh, we need to cop that so um, but when so when did you start running?
1: I started running when I was in my early 40s like 42 started running and uh, my story about how I started running and and how many miles I started with um, again not your typical scenario I decided that my first run was going to be a half marathon. I was online and found an ad on Groupon to sign up for a race and the reason why I chose this particular race is because it had a link to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society and team in training. And uh, a little bit of background on my story is my mother, who is now um, in heaven, passed away from blood cancer and at that time she was in the process of starting her chemotherapy Um, to battle her blood cancer, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I saw this ad and thought, hey, this is a great way to honor my mother. So I I signed up online and had no idea what I was getting myself into. I didn't know that team and training involved fundraising. I I didn't know what it would take to cross a half um, marathon finish line. But all I knew is I was signed up and I wanted to do it because I wanted to honor my mother. So the first thing I did is I I called my mom and I said, Mama, I just signed up to run a half marathon in your honor. And that is what has really been the springboard to everything that I do um, today.
0: Wow. Um, So that's the Lymphoma Leukemia Society, which is a team in training, which Mm -hmm. is what she said. So um, that kind of gives you... The introduction to the uh, title of the episode which is finding your why uh heather found her why she was running was not only for her own fitness but to honor her mother um and help find a cure for lymphoma and leukemia so you know folks that's one of the reasons to keep going it's not just a you know a physical something doing it for yourself but right. um you made, a, you made a comment earlier that was kind of interesting it's like say if you're not if you're gonna pound the pavement
1: pound yeah if you're I mean you're out there pounding the pavement you might as well find your passion your purpose you know pound your pavement with purpose and that's what I do when I'm out there running I, I think about why I'm out here running not only to honor my mother but also for those that battle blood cancer those that unfortunately have lost the battle and those that continue to fight the battle and I know that I'm fortunate I've got a strong healthy body and a strong mind, and I can go out here and I can make a difference by fundraising, so we can end blood cancer. And uh, along that journey, when I'm running, I, I think about my mom and I think about the struggles that she went through when she was going through chemotherapy, and uh, she didn't have a choice. And I have a choice. I, I I get I get to have the choice to go out and do what I do every day.
0: Wow that's yeah so that's that's really really inspiring it's the epitome of in, inspiring um how many races have you done that with lls
1: so i've i've been with lls for 11 years and within that i've averaged about two races a year
0: 22 races with lls yeah wow team and training is lucky they are lucky <laughs> to have you. you so you started out with a half and obviously you've done a few halves there so what made you decide to go ahead and do your first full
1: I felt like I needed a bigger challenge. I I was ready. I kind of had the bug. Everyone says you get the bug. And and I was like, nah, not me. And and sure enough, it was, uh, it totally caught me and I I wanted to do more and I wanted to fundraise more as well. And the way to do that is to tag on some more miles and choose bigger races. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah. So, um, so the difference, uh, the difference you found in the training for the half versus the full.
1: Yes, is you you you're putting in more mileage. You're doing more time. Yeah,
0: more mm-hmm. time on feet.
1: Yep, more time on your feet.
0: Yeah, and that, so so after that, you took another big plunge.
1: I did. So I did my first full marathon and was very excited when I finished. And I called you immediately <sighs> after I crossed the finish line and I said, Brad. I want to do a 30k or a 50k pardon me I'm ready to do a 50k and and I think you were a little surprised (laughs)
0: yeah yeah ladies and gentlemen most of the most of the time people cross the cross the the full and they're wondering if they're going to do another one one of two things usually happens either one they cross and they're like never again and that might hold uh they'll either hold forever or that'll hold for about three days Mm -hmm. and before they want vindication um or um or it takes a while or they're ready to at that point they're like okay I've done it now I want to be faster and Heather didn't want to go faster she wanted to go longer exactly <laughs> and but you didn't end up doing a 50k
1: no I didn't I decided that instead of doing a 50k we might as well do 50 miles
0: all right so let me get this straight so all right so, so she becomes a cheerleader without knowing how to do a cartwheel she goes and do she signs up to do a half Ironman duathlon Uh, without knowing how to ride a bike or swim or swim well and you didn't swim swim, but yeah yeah, um and and this is at the this is at at an older you know an over an older age um and now instead of and going from exactly from doing a for first full into the 50 miler
1: yeah yeah I, i skipped around a lot of things you know i never did a 5k and went to a half and then from a half to a full and then a full to uh, a 50 miler and my first 5k oddly enough was literally last year when I did the dopey challenge Um, and I I, everyone thought that was pretty comical considering I had done a 50 miler and had never done a 5k
0: yeah so so she did a 50 miler all at one time and then she goes and does the dopey challenge which ladies and gentlemen here in, in in Florida we're by right by Orlando the dopey challenge is a 5k on Thursday 10k on friday half marathon on saturday followed by a full marathon on sunday she she did all of them it's about 48.9 miles yeah Yeah, something like that it's like 48.9 miles um so and then cover of four of four days she didn't cover the distance of the 50 miler so she uh tend to be she did she did very very well that um and we'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later um what did you so, tell me about this. So, we talked about the difference in the training between the half and the full. Tell me about the difference in the training. Now, I know it, but I want you to tell right. them that. Um, is the difference you found between the full and the 50 miler training?
1: So, obviously, besides the fact that you're running more miles, the, the major difference is that you, you learn to run on tired legs. You have back to back long runs. And you'll do a 15 miler one day, and the very next day you might have to do a 20 miler. So, it's Literally a back-to-back long run and learning to um, embrace, as you've said before, embrace the suck,
0: yeah.
1: um, <laughs> as well as just embrace running on those tired legs, and I know that you've always asked me to write in my notes, you know, how do you feel, what's going on? And when we do our weekly touch bases, you would say, how do you feel? And I'd be like, my legs are tired, I am tired, and you, your response was always like, that's good, that's what we want, that tells me you're getting ready. So. It's, it's The difference is running on tired legs.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, that's the right. So uh, for, those of, for those of you that are experienced, you'll probably have more you know this, but those of you that are just thinking about doing a marathon training, um, basically what it is is you end up doing some smaller workouts during the week, and then on the weekend you have the one long run to get your legs ready to take the distance. And usually that long run is a lot easier than the runs during the week. Um, when you're training for ultras, you got to do back-to-back long runs, um, so your body understands. All right, when you get to that twenty-five mile mark that you're already used to, now you got to learn how to run on, you know, and keep going. So we do back-to-back long runs. Now again, you don't start out that way. You know, it's still building up, you know, and you and you start doing, you know, fives and fives and tens and tens and then 15, 15s 12s and tens. And you start building up to the point where you are doing those. Like she said, you might do a 20 on, on one day and a 15 on day on the next to run on those tired legs so your body can continue to run even after it's tired. Um, so that's the that's the biggest difference. So all of you thinking about taking on ultras or anything like that, that's your biggest difference is, is those back to back long runs. And you can do it. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, You, you know. can
1: do it. <laughs>
0: when you think back to prior to entering the fourth, your fourth decade of life, you know, before then, how do you feel like your workouts have been different?
1: It's more endurance focused right now. Uh, earlier, I would say I was more about um, shorter distances, but also I tried a couple of different things, and it'll kind of give you maybe a little bit of background as to why I have a passion for running as well. Is running to me is not a selfish sport it's something that uh, you can do you can get involved with a charity you can you can run with a team you can run with a group of people there's a sense of community and family when you run whereas in other sports sometimes you lack that and in my earlier years i started off uh, and i introduced myself to what they call uh, figure competing or bikini competitions bodybuilding that area of sports and uh, took that on for a while and I have great respect for any, any competitor out there who does any of those types of sports um, but found that it wasn't to my liking. I felt that it was very um, focused on me and I'd rather have that attention focused on o- other things like charity and um, doing something other than having all eyes on me. So um, that's I started off doing that and was more strength training, and now I'm more focused on, in this decade of my life, um, being more on endurance.
0: Obviously, our audience here is is endurance athletes, and most of the time, my niche is over 40. So what about as far as your body feeling and where you've been able to recover um, versus prior versus now?
1: I you know, recovery is good though, but I, I have to attribute that to you. I mean, you you understand, I mean, we've worked together for quite some time. So you understand how my body functions and and I share that with you. And so recovery is good. It takes a little bit longer, obviously, when you're doing back to back long runs there you know i there's times that i say to you oh thank goodness it's a recovery day because i honestly don't think i could run a mile today if you asked me to so recovery days are critical i i i look forward to them i know some people have a hard time Mm -hmm. embracing a recovery day and to me i i look forward to them
0: (laughs) yeah so we've got two types of two types of, of athletes out there there's there's athletes and i'm kind of like one of those i i have an issue with with recovery days myself i I feel like, you know, got to keep going, got to keep going. And I have to force myself to take those recovery days. And then there's people like yourself who are like, I know I need that recovery. There's that Mm -hmm. recovery days there, but not that you don't enjoy loving to work out. But the recovery days are that much sweeter. And it makes
1: my run sweeter the next day. When I have a recovery day, the next day when I get up to go for a run, it's amazing.
0: I I can tell. Yeah. There's that's and that's that part of it is, is knowing yourself, ladies and gentlemen, is knowing that, hey, I need recovery. So those of you out there that have a coach, um, and sometimes coaches will give you seven days of workouts for a lot of my clients. I do, I give them seven days of workouts. Now they're different intensity levels and I give them what we call active recovery, but I also tell them, you know what, if you wake up on a day and you're just not feeling it, then take the day off, just go ahead and take it off Write in the notes saying, you know what? I'm taking the day off. I need it. I'm good with that. Right. So those of you that have coaches that give you that give seven days, and sometimes they're adamant about you doing all workouts all seven days, you're paying them. Tell them, tell them how you're feeling, and tell them that, hey, you know what, I need one day off, yeah. and tell them, okay. And that's that's let me get off my soapbox. Yeah, there. and
1: if I can add to that too, on days when you're not feeling it and and we all have it Right. Uh, I still try you know and I'll put it in my notes hey listen you had me out for a long run I didn't run all those miles I walked some of them but at least I did it yep. you know I still got the mileage in
0: well okay and, then, and there's, there's, diff- there's that's the difference between that's psychological and the physical Yeah. and I talk more about the physical as yeah. you get up and you're super sore and your body is just kind of telling you I don't want to do it then there's the psychological side of it where you're just like eh I don't really feel like doing it blah 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 You know, you've got to pick and choose your battles. And, you know, if you're physically, if your body is just feels sore, there's those days you just need to take your days off. But there's a psychologist side of it where you're just, you know, be sick, lame and lazy type of thing. And you're just (laughs) like, you know what? I don't really feel like doing it, but I'm going out and doing it. And nine times out of 10, after the first 10 minutes of you getting going, you're going to be you're going to feel much better about it the next subject is you just recently started on the keto diet yes so tell us more about what it is and then what's it done for you
1: so i've been on the keto plan for and i hate to call it a diet i like to call it a plan because when I say diet, people look at me and go, what? <laughs> uh, so it's really an eating plan. And for me, the reason why I decided to do it is I've been uh, doing a little bit of research and noticed that a lot of endurance athletes are following the keto plan. And there's a couple reasons why, but I'll tell you what it is. is It's a plan where it's a high protein and high fat and minimal carbs. So for me, my calorie intake, about 10% of my calories comes from carbs, which is completely the opposite of what I was accustomed to as an endurance athlete. As you know, we carb up, it's, you know, pasta, this, and a lot of carbs and, Mm -hmm. and rice. And so to walk away from that was really quite shocking, Uh, but I found that I felt better. I, I had more, uh, energy to get me to the finish line, to finish my training runs. But I also liked the way that I looked physically. I found that when I carb up, I would hold water and I didn't like the way I looked. But when I went into the keto plan, that it's a little bit more lean and it also helps me get my calories in because I know there were times when you and I would have conversations And I would say, you know, Brad, I had a difficult run, and you would look at my calorie intake and say, well, of course you did, because you're not getting enough calories in to get you the miles that you need to put in. So keto is a great way to get those calories in because it's high-calorie meals most of the time. Uh, Most of the time in the mornings, I'll consume 500 to 600 calories before I go out for a 10-mile run.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And keto comes from the uh, ketosis, which is ketosis is, is where your body starts burning fat instead of sugar uh, for energy. And burning fat actually is longer uh, and burns longer and hotter. The problem that with ketosis is getting it started. So the interesting thing is when we're working with Heather Heather's her nutrition, uh, when she go, goes on keto and I had no issue with it, I says, but before last Dopia, I says, let's try this. And we're going to come off of keto the day before. And let's see what happens. And what happened?
1: Uh, well, I PR'd on my 10K.
0: Huge. Like <laughs> eight, nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, so that was what, what basically what happened was. So she was on keto. She was, she, she was burning fat. She was looking great. And um, we put her back onto carbs. So now her body that was kind of starved. now I would say starving for carbs, but it wasn't used to it and was back to it now she's now she's got two sources of energy and it tend to work out pretty well yeah um actually the whole weekend you freaking killed it (laughs) so um so she went 48.9 miles over four days and and each one each race was great even though we were pretty much taking it easy because it was it's the it's the dopey ladies and gentlemen it's in walt disney world and i tell her this all the time and i tell everybody else i'm like you don't do disney to pr you do Disney take pictures and have some fun and do some great stuff and she did that and she also had some great races too so it was is it was a great for both worlds she's a pure epitome of incinerating limits <laughs> so she started out with a half marathon and then she did a duathlon without knowing how to ride a bike then she went to a marathon went from marathon to a 50 miler how was that experience
1: 50 miler was a unique experience I was ready for it and I, I I was ready to take on the challenge and everyone talked about you know you're going to hit this wall and I kept saying to myself I'm not going to hit a wall that's silly uh, news flash it happens um, and i very grateful that Brad was out there to support me during my, my first 50 miler and that wall hit about mile 35 and uh you were there for my meltdown yep. <laughs> we all have meltdowns and I my meltdown was simply because I, I didn't want to be a Garmin watcher I didn't want to watch miles I just wanted to run the miles and I in my mind I thought I was at mile 40 when I was at mile 35 and I just looked at you Brad and I was like I'm only at mile 35 and in my mind I thought it was at 40 and like, you got this, (laughs) you've got this. Um, but it's, it's a journey. And at that point, when you start getting into endurance miles, it's really mental. Your, your mind is it's, it's where it's at because your body just kind of goes into autopilot. And I'm a firm believer that you can do anything, anything that you set your mind to and the body will follow. And with a good tra- strong training plan like you gave me it happened so I wasn't necessarily worried I wasn't worried about if I was going to cross the finish line it was a matter of when
0: yeah. that was a psychological wall yeah you know and that's it's not she's right there's you're gonna you fine times and especially first marathoners usually it's about mile 18 but it really is It's the body the body starts to come down it's not that they can't finish they will and yeah. it's a little bit slower and then maybe they got to walk a little bit but there is a physical wall there it's for first-time marathoners as you tend to get more experience it gets better. But when you get to ultra marathons, especially the first ones, I've heard a lot of stories where it's not there's psychological well, yes, but there's also a epiphany that a lot of a lot of them hit. And I think you started to, you start to feel that about mile thirty five. I've heard people talking about hundreds of miles where they literally start bawling. Yes. There's a an emotional like release.
1: Well, I cried at the finish line. Yeah. I mean I bawled at the finish line and you know it, It just happens. It is an emotional release, and I, I think that's going to probably be my what's going to happen every time that I do an endurance. Is I'm probably going to ball my eyes out at every finish line because it's just you work so hard for it. And again, because I I run with passion and purpose, I I I have in the back of my mind at all times. You know, I've got my running angel. It's my mama, and so she's always with me. So um, I dedicate those miles to her. So it's it's emotional that way too.
0: And there's that, and there's that why again, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so what's your next race?
1: I, so I finished my 50 miler and, uh, after I bawled my eyes out and looked at you, Brad, and said, I, I'm done. Like, I just don't think I can do this. And, and then at
0: breakfast next morning. <laughs> yep.
1: Breakfast next morning, I looked at him and said, guess what? Uh, I, I, I want to do a hundred miler. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. And then of course, I said the exact same thing I did after her marathon. I'm like, just give it a couple of days. And yeah, she didn't let up, you know, she knew that that was what it was, was, and and again, it wasn't if she was going to do it, it was when, and then it was all about scheduling and and everything else. But in the meantime, you've also been given another honor, and that, that goes to the old adage where the student becomes the teacher.
1: Yes, so I am very honored. To say that I am a coach for team and training for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, and Ooh. yes, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, there is no better feeling. I totally get what you come, where you come from with with your sense of joy to see to see I call them my like my little chickens I'm like the mama bear and when they cross the finish line the joy is just so intense and I think I smile and celebrate more than than the person crossing the finish line it's an amazing sense of accomplishment for for my team
0: yeah and you know and you're absolutely right you know when I first started coaching I would always say that You know, watching my clients was a very, very close second to me crossing the finish line at an Ironman. And as I've grown more as a coach, actually, you know, I'd rather watch my clients cross the finish line before me many many times over Um, now crossing the Ironman finish is a close second to watching my clients cross the finish line so yeah so welcome into the coaching fold thank you and I think you're gonna be great Um, just using your passion and your personality I think you're gonna be I I, I think you're gonna be completely successful so and I think that's uh, it's awesome so we're gonna walk into the lightning round ladies and gentlemen that was the long answer version we are gonna walk into a quick lightning round so tell us about your quick favorite keto recipe
1: would be my keto pancakes i make them every single morning anytime i know that i'm going to run more than 10 miles and i know it's exactly 500 i think it's 573 calories (laughs) super yummy and satisfies me to get me through my long endurance runs
0: excellent and i will get that recipe from you and i will post that in the show notes at www.innerfireendurance.com and uh the next is your favorite running apparel
1: uh, Brand-wise, I don't have a favorite brand, but I like anything that's pink, girly, sparkly, wild, bright. Uh, the, it makes it easy for people to see me. That's what I'm all about. So I'm the crazy one out there.
0: Yep, she has uh, more pink and purple than I can Sparkles. possibly imagine. It's sparkling and I, you know what? I never have a problem finding Heather on the course. So that's always a, that's that's definitely a plus your so we have uh your favorite endurance analog tool so obviously we have you know our digital stuff and our analog stuff that an analog might be a foam roll or something like that something physical
1: yes of course my running shoes Mm. i love my ultra running shoes you introduced me to the brand and I my feet are so happy and as a runner i can tell you i have all 10 toenails
0: yep and she's a princess so she likes to i mean she likes to have her pedicure yeah and it's nice because uh ultra does have they have a wide toe box they're zero drop um i love them and i'm a proponent for them and i'll also i'll uh, put a link to their site in the show notes as well your favorite endurance online tool
1: would be my fitness pal and the reason why i like that is because it links up to garmin so it shows my calories that i've burned um for my endurance runs um and it helps me keep track of my calories in calories out so i know that i am eating enough to get me through uh my long run
0: awesome and your favorite race
1: My favorite race is Las Vegas uh, Strip at Night, the Rock and Roll Marathon. So, so much fun. I'm doing it again this year and cannot wait.
0: Awesome. So she said Las Vegas, run the strip at night. So, you know, it's not stripping at night, ladies and no. gentlemen. It's run the strip, meaning the Las Vegas strip. Yes. Okay. Alright, so uh, again, thank you. So, is there anything that you want to just, anything you want to just tell the audience? Just, uh, uh, any any parting words of wisdom?
1: Sure. In regards to running, you know, everyone always says, you're crazy, especially when you tell someone that you're, you're an endurance athlete and you're looking to tackle a hundred milers. A hundred miles. They say, you know, you're crazy. And yes, you are crazy, but you can do it. And I I truly believe that if you set your mind to to anything that you can accomplish it and I I say you know come come to come to our sport you know take dip your toes in the water of running and I would love to have a running partner I'd love to have someone run miles with me Uh, you don't have to run a hundred miles and you don't have to be fast you just have to you just have to have a passion and a purpose
0: love it and any shout outs
1: yes of course uh A couple of shout outs first of all to you for your your constant coaching and encouragement and to getting me to the finish line. To my charming husband, who's always there to support me, people ask me all the time, "Does he run?" Uh, no, he does not. <laughs> Sherpa extraordinaire, <laughs> exactly. But he is my biggest fan and my biggest cheerleader, and always there for me. And also to my my running team, to team and training, they are my family. And I encourage anybody to get in a running group because they will support you and they will give you the encouragement that you need. And Uh, they're my family team and training is family for me and it helps me get through the run
0: yeah and yeah ladies and gentlemen that's uh, you know if you do find it hard to kind of get out on your own and endurance uh, endurance training sometimes can be lonely but it doesn't have to be Um, there's plenty of running groups out there it doesn't necessarily have to be LLS uh, or team and training of course team and training has some great uh, has some great things going on and a great purpose behind it so that's not it's not a bad choice but there's plenty of running groups out there that aren't associated with charities and there are also ones that are a favor of charity so it's another way for you to give back to the community but uh, and before we before we go before i ask for your contact info you do have an event coming up for lls and for those of us uh, for those of you listening locally here in tampa um, why don't you go ahead and tell us about that, and then yes. uh, we'll say goodbye.
1: Of course. Uh, yes, I am doing a bachelor, bachelorette auction. A team of uh, four of us are getting together and putting on this wonderful charity event to benefit the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. It's going to be held on October 20th at Pebble Creek Golf Course, uh, their clubhouse, which is in Wesley Chapel. Our goal is to raise $10,000, and I firmly believe that we're going to do that, if not surpass that goal.
0: Awesome. So, October twentieth, mm-hmm. Pebble Creek golf course. golf course in Wesley Chapel, Florida. Yes. Um, and so, be re- be on the lookout for that. I will post. Uh, the event up, and when you have a link for registration or anything, I'll make sure that that's up there, um, and we'll go for there. So um, is there a way that you, that maybe our audience can contact you, ask any questions? Absolutely,
1: yes. I'm on Facebook under Heather Foster. Um, obviously, there's quite a bit of Fosters out there, so look under Clearwater Beach, because that's home for me, as well as I do have an email address. It is partyprincess40 at gmail.com
0: awesome so thank you so much for doing this thank you so much for running with me this morning it was a great time and this beautiful weather that we're having today before it starts to get hot so all of you out there thank you for joining thank you for listening um continue to spark desire and incinerate your limits